Welcome to the Badass Direct Sales Mastery Podcast with your direct sales dom, Jenny Bellinger. Badass Direct Sales Mastery is a podcast for rock star direct sales moms who are determined to make their business kick ass. Jenny will share her knowledge of effective sales and recruiting techniques, tips to get what you want from your business, and will interview direct sales professionals and leaders from various companies. The interviews will give insight to how these rock stars got to where they are and where they plan to grow in the future. And now, the direct sales dom, Jenny Bellinger. Welcome back to another episode of Badass Direct Sales Mastery. I'm your host, your direct sales dom, Jenny Bellinger, helping you whip your business into shape. And today's guest is someone who I met literally like a week ago from right now that we're recording this. And I knew I had to get him on the show. His name is Sylvain Ache. And yes, I have another French Canadian for you, but don't worry, he speaks excellent English because wait till you hear his story. He's an ex-chronic stutterer who morphed into an award-winning international touring musician who has been interviewed on live TV and radio in multiple countries in two different languages. He has helped people from 18 to 81 years old overcome stage and camera fright and created a new public speaking system that turns intelligent introverts into charismatic speakers that can sell, speak, and compel like natural leaders on stage, on camera, and in meetings. And all of that is happening without scripts, without memorization, and without stress. So you guys... Get ready, because we are going to have an amazing conversation right now with Sylvain Ache, who is also known as Sly. Welcome to the show, Sly. All right. What a great voice. Thank you, Jenny. That was great. (laughs) I do have a voice for radio. (laughs) Wow. That was amazing. I was like, woo! My headphone sounds glorious. Oh, well, thank you so much. And I really hope that all of my listeners feel the same way, because I really... I've worked on this. It's I, I've been doing this for three years, you know? <laughs> oh, it's smooth. It's consistent. The pronunciation is, but this, there's not too many variations, just enough. It's like mm, right in the sweet spot. Thank you. I appreciate it. And that means a lot coming from a guy who's an expert on speaking. So I'll take it. I got professional headphones on, people. Not these little iPhone white thingies that hurt your ears. I got professional grade studio level headphones and it sounds yeah. Glorious. Oh, wonderful. So Sly, tell us a little bit about your history, because in the bio, I hinted at being a stutterer to now you teach public speaking. How? I can't. If (laughs) if someone would have told me, you will be teaching that stuff and to like high level people. I'm I'm now I've been I'm in helping people with their own TV shows. Wow. Presentations together. And I could not even ask my mom for salt at the dinner table. Aww. So now, quick note before we talk about stuttering and stuff. If anyone in the audience wants to hire someone really creative, hire a part-time stutterer. Okay. Mm. See, because when you're a full-time stutterer, you know that anything that comes out of your mouth is a guaranteed shit show. There's no question <laughs> about it. You know. Right. It's not like you're not wondering. He's like, yeah. there it is. It's like. You give up before you even start. But once you work on yourself and you debunk some myths about yourself and you 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 know you, you clear house and emotionally and stuff, and you finally get to where the place where you part-time stutter. This mm. means sometimes you do and sometimes you don't. 
So any part-time stutterer, I tell you, Jenny, always has four to five ways of saying thing queued up in his mind. Because oh. if one, because one letter jams on you, you got another way of saying it. Sometimes B's will jam or S, like you feel like an idiot. It's insane. It is, you wouldn't wish that on your worst enemy. And the thing is, nobody stutters in their mind. Right. Now, here's a hiring tip for you. Never hire a stutterer to answer the phone for your business. That's just cruel, okay? Don't do that. <laughs> no, That's don't do that. for your business, <laughs> not for the person. But if, say you want to hire someone for creative brainstorming, someone mm. to create, find different ways of saying the same thing, you can hire part-time stutterers. Yes. Because, but not on the phone. So that was just an aside. That's it, it's insane. I was a, a, a regular, normal person. Everything was okay. Then I went to school one day, or like preschool, I believe it was, and uh, came home and I couldn't speak anymore. Hmm. I got beat up. But it's it's. Um, I tried to access it in in, in regression. I can't see. All I see is there's, there's two guys way bigger than me, and it's kind of blurry. And I started for thirty years, couldn't speak. So I, when I was a kid, it was like chronic. Yeah. Every single time. Then less and less, less and less, and then some of the time, and then less. Now, nothing at all. But it was right now. I'm forty. What am I? I'm born seventy-eight, so forty something. Forty-three, forty-four. Forty-three, forty-four. Yeah, depending on when yeah. your birthday is. I'm only I'm yeah. only a year older than you. That's it. There you go. So, yeah. um, but I started until my thirties. Wow. Okay. Like totally insane. So, including one time I was on, on stage presenting. D, uh, do you know a, a guy named Deepak Chopra? Yeah. So I was on stage presenting Deepak Chopra. When he came to Montreal, our company, we got the call from uh, a company in Toronto that had the, for his, his Canadian leg of the tour. We were doing his PR. So we got him the radio interviews and we had him booked. And my company, it was called changeonlequebec.com, which means like, say we were living in Maine, it's like changemaine.com, like change okay. the state that we're in. Yeah. Because we, we are provinces. So change the province.com. Right. And uh, we were at the time teaching, we were writing sales copy and marketing material for all the gurus and the authors and the speakers and the mindset people and the chakra ladies and all that. And Deepak Chopra was our highest profile client, as you would imagine. Yeah, that's so huge. We, yeah, so that was the biggest one. So he came to town and I was the one introducing him on stage. And at that time, I was still a part-time stutterer. Mm. And I hadn't created, like you saw me work last week. I have this system now. It's called the Instant Charismatic Talk Generator. I generate pitches for people. I hadn't, I wasn't teaching that at the time. I was strictly a musician and doing, you know, direct marketing on the side, writing sales copy. Your audience is probably familiar with Dan Kennedy. I was a big Dan Kennedy student applying these principles in French. And, uh, oh, quick one about that. I just got an, a LinkedIn message last uh, two weeks ago. Our lady said she was cracking up. She heard me say on a podcast that writing sales copy in French feels like massaging people with the tip of your fingers or with a small feather. Like <laughs> massage. Writing copy in English feels like kicking people in the nuts. <laughs> <laughs> she was cracking up. I can't believe you said that. Yeah, it's what it is. Like right I now, it. I'm in the middle. Yeah, right now for a client in French, I'm in the middle of writing. Uh, I finished last week a 43 email sequence I was writing in three different voices. So I was writing for two ladies and one guy in French. And the writing in French for marketing purposes 
literally feels like you're beating around the bush and you can't really say stuff. Michael Whitehouse says it best. He says, the word for now in French has three syllables. Maintenant. Maintenant. Good Lord. See, now doesn't even sound like now. So (laughs) at that time, I was writing copy for these people. And my first emails that was to be sending out, I would test them before sending it out to the list. We had a list of, at that time, a small list, like 10 or 15,000, but we were in a French market, which in English, that would be like 100,000, 150,000 people because we're 10 times as small. Anyway, we're sending that. And when people would be like, "Mm, this is interesting. This is intelligent. This is beautiful. This is well said. This is well put. I was like, oh, great. I would send that. There would be no sales at all. That's what I thought. Then I started studying the direct marketing approach. And when you start injecting emotion and stuff like that into the copy, this is where, when I would send the copy, it would be, I would send it for test readers. And when they would say, hmm, can I buy it? Or is there any space left? That's how I knew I started sending it. So the response you want to have, whenever you're creating any type of messaging or pitch or presentation, whether it's written or spoken, if you're selling something, the response you want is, is there any left? How can I get in? Yes. So I did not know any of this at that time in terms of speaking. So I had it down in writing, but in speaking, I was on stage presenting Deepak Chopra. And we had a local star here that we had arranged because she's a fan of Deepak. Everybody in the audience knows she's is. She's like a real, like a big star here. And um, I had five minutes on stage. I was to sell a VIP event after the show. After the conference, sorry, it's not a show. Excuse mm-hmm. me, Mr. Chopra. Sure. After the conference, <laughs> after the event, we had to sell a VIP event. We had the buses lined up. The whole thing was a really nice thing event. But I did not address the elephant in the room. There was an elephant in the room as where there was a VIP event organized before the conference by the convention center itself. Mm. And it was horrible. People had to line up. It was cold or hot. There was something with the temperature. It was horrible. And the word I'd gotten around. And I also had like three other objectives. I knew to present the company, present the surprise, present Deepak, blah, blah, blah. Too many objectives. Mm -hmm. People, whenever you're on stage, you're selling something, you're making a webinar, making a pitch, doing something, you can't have conflicting interests. No. Not inside you. You can't have any ifs or buts about what you're selling. So if you're selling a a health supplement or something and you have reservations about, maybe it's made in Mexico, you can't have any ifs or buts about it. So internal or external. So always address the elephant. I say that public speaking, that game is won or lost before you open your mouth. Mm. So that's part of it. So there's the preparation. There's the state of the messenger. There's a bunch of stuff. Anyway, I'm on stage right there. And there's like 2,000 people in the room. And I have a panic attack. Good Lord. (gasps) It's still being, because in the back of my mind, I'm thinking, that's swearing in French. And when they say, I just, I just curse, but in French. That's okay. So that's, I hope I won't stutter. Beep. Yeah. That was behind, underneath my breath. Mm-hmm. And as a matter of fact, I had whatever you, one don't want. It's like the vision got blurry. You know what? You see this, they make, they make it in movies. Like the person focuses on a microphone and the microphone gets blurry. And yeah. then they don't see the rest of the crowd. And then the, the sound gets weird and the, you kind of, the camera moves. So that's what happens. You kind of lose your balance. Mm-hmm. I had that. But all that time, you keep on speaking. So you're not connected to the audience. And of course, I get 0% conversion rate from that event. No one signs up to the day after party. Mm. 2,000 people, zero person sign up. 
Ouch. Okay. Then I'll leave from that thing. Now, this is 2007-ish, I would say. Yeah, 2006, 7-ish, around that. So anyway, keep on rocking in the free world, do the whole thing, the world tours, blah, 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 blah. Then I teach, for a few years, I start teaching musicians how to not suck on stage. Nice. So it's in French. It's called Vaincre la peur de jouer en public en six semaines, which means end stage fright in six weeks, guaranteed process Ooh. i've helped people from 18 to 81 years old get over stage fright but the thing is with musicians is that you have to teach these people how to play the damn thing and then get over the nerves yeah so it's like you have to learn to play the song play the instrument play the, the notes play the thing and then try to look cool with that thing on and then get over them but for, for speaking it's so much easier because i only have to teach people to get over themselves because they already know how to speak yes yeah my job's so much easier now <laughs> truth i don't need to teach people to play can you say ah yes e o you're good enough now right everybody listen you can't all have i'm not pulling your leg jelly you can't all have a great voice like jenny no she's <laughs> she worked on the th i mean it sounds she has a nice pressure the diaphragm is uh, she has support everything is like nice and steady plus you might have a compressor on your microphone if i'm not mistaken or not no <laughs> See, That's straight like into do. the computer. Mm -mm. It sounds like you have one. So thank you. <laughs> you can't all have a great voice, but I'll tell you, your voice is great as it is. Bob Dylan made a career as a singer for God's sake. Right. We're not right? talking about Maria Carey here. Bob Dylan. Yeah. Made a career. Neil Young. See, right. if these, these guys are great singers, if they would go to like audition at the voice, they, they wouldn't go through the first round. Mm hmm. See, so your voice is perfect the way it is, unless you're stuttering. That's just, you know, that's something else. Now, we're going to talk about a few things, but you need to know the difference between needing a pool noodle versus needing a lifeboat. Mm. So I get, oh, I hate, see, there's a thing. Some people I respect, actually, a lot of people I respect say that and when i hear it my teeth grind a little bit together there's a there's a common theme now in the worlds of of uh, not getting shy and getting over yourself that people say fear is just excitement it depends on how you think about it yes i've said that yeah people say that it's a thing yes it, it's a thing you even have studies and biology i don't know like scientists science says whatever it is mm -hmm. when you're in mist when you're a chronic stutterer or a part-time stutterer and you have a speech, what you feel is not excitement disguised as fear. It's not the way you think about it. It's something else. Yeah. So some, it might be true for someone who's borderline already good enough. And just to get him over the edge, that's a pool noodle. If someone is in three feet of water and there's a little wind, you throw him a pool noodle. That's a little trick. Yeah, it's a mm -hmm. pool noodle. But when someone's in the middle of the ocean in the storm and it's like, whoosh, you, know, you don't need a pool noodle. No. You need a lifeboat. Yes. You need something that takes you to the helicopter and then, you know, hot soup and then take you to firm ground. Yeah. That's a different story. So that's where you need bigger tools. So there are tools that exist. Just to give you an idea, I went to the Stutterers Association. I walked in with my guitar because I had a show that day. I go to the Stutterers Association. The guy in front has just finished his, his, his bachelor's degree and he's ex explaining his 
research. And he's saying that they've made some research, scientific sounding research. For those of you that don't see, every time I see research, I always do air quotes because it depends <laughs> who funds the research, okay? Yes. So anyway, I get there. And he's saying that people stutter because they do not have rhythm. And they even have labs, lab coats and all, and they made measurements in milliseconds. So they made like this, for example, repeat. And they measured the difference in the original sound versus what was repeated. And if there was more than a differential of X milliseconds, I'm sitting there thinking, this is the biggest load of bullshit I ever heard in my entire life. I started playing <laughs> drums at three years old. Yes. I can play samba rhythms on drums. I can play songo. I can, like, if there's a big show tonight, like, in any type of pop, like, not jazz and complicated music, but regular music, like, pro level like bon jovi for example if their drummer doesn't like get sick i can sub for the drummer tonight i can just go there and play nice okay i play guitar i taught instrument music instruments for like years i got rhythm yeah and third for 30 years like get out of my face but i didn't say there's another tip for you don't be an asshole when you're in the room people if you don't <laughs> want to be heckled when you're on stage don't heckle people. So I didn't tell to the guy bullshit to his face in front of everybody. I waited till the guy came and he sat at my table and I told, I told, I told hey man, sorry, I don't want to burst your bubble. I just want to tell you I've been playing drums. And I tell him the, the stuff very politely so he knows that his research is flawed in some way so he can choose to go and do it. So don't be an ass, people. Anyway, right. so once you start, just to give you an idea of how better you can get and how things can change when you start to apply direct marketing principles mixed with branding awareness, mixed with a thing I call money shots to your presentation. So I can speak to 2,000 people, have a panic attack, and have a 0% conversion. Fast forward a few years. I get a call to appear two days later uh, to speak for, to 70 entrepreneurs. There are 70 in the room. And I have five minutes, about the same time that the presentation I had on stage before Deepak. I have five minutes to sell my stuff, to get people registered for a three-day, uh, no, three-hour event. Not three days, three hours. Spread over three days, right? You know, so there's mm -hmm. day one, it's like an hour and a half, like three-day like three event, but like three, four hours. And I have five minutes. So you can't go into your backstory and what your mama did to you when you were a kid and how you, you get no time. So now I thought of myself, how about I use the system to sell the system? And I teach about money shots. So they introduce me, right? Blah, blah, blah. He's going to make some noise for a slide. And I get there and I say, thank you very much. Before I get started, I just got to tell you. I read an article and they're saying that if you get a 90-minute deep tissue massage a week, you'll be more productive. So I decided to go like, okay, I guess I'll subject myself to 90 <laughs> minutes of deep tissue massage with hot oil. Just in the name of productivity, I guess I'll do it. So I've been doing this for like a year and a half at that point. And I start telling this. And I love, what I love about this is like when someone presses really, really hard on, on a knot and it kind of releases, you're going to feel like a, like a clicking motion. That's a great massage therapist. But a really great one is one that knows that because that released, it sent out a chain of relaxation. And when they pass the next time they can go deeper at that spot or they might change the angle a little bit and when you feel that angle shift which represents that they get you they get 
the way the muscles were, you go, oh my, and you just melt into the table like, oh my Lord, this is, and I physically often go, oh yeah. my Lord, when I'm getting massaged. So that, I'm telling them about that. Then I say this one time, my massage therapist wasn't available. So I had to go somewhere else. I book a place I don't know, Montreal, a deep tissue massage, blah, blah, blah. I book there. Get there. She whips out cold hand cream, like white hand cream, not deep, dark, hot oil. White hand cream, coldish, and she—you can't see on the uh, on the audio, but she's like at arm's length with like this, with this is her fingers, with no pressure. And I'm thinking, Jenny's got a face like yeah. what? And I had that face. I was thinking, uh. what? And I'm thinking, this is the longest ninety minutes of my life. Turns out she was into it. She gave me two hours. I only paid for ninety minutes. <laughs> it was horrible. No. And I told him this is exactly what happens when you don't speak deeply enough to the problems of your market. As an entrepreneur, you want your messaging to feel like a deep tissue massage, not an at arm's length cold massage. So that way your audience feels like you get them. It's not about you feeling heard, it's about them feeling heard. If you wanna learn how to do this systematically over the next three days, book now, blah, 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 blah. How many people out of 70 booked you believe? I'm going to say 63. There you go. I had a 70% conversion rate. 70% of the audience booked nice. to be there, but that's not all. That well that that's that's I was like almost I don't dance. If you don't see him on the video, I'm not the kind of guy that dance. I make people <laughs> dance, I don't dance. Okay? But then 45 people I don't want to lie 37 37 or 45 because I have two numbers in mind that I want to lie. So Around 40 people signed up as an affiliate. Now, everybody in the audience here knows what an affiliate is. That's right. mean these people saw me for five minutes speaking on a Zoom call and decided that guy knows what he's talking about enough for me to send this stuff to my list, to my people who trust me. Mm-hmm. Now, that's the power of believing in what you do so much that you can use the system to sell the system. That's the power of making what I call money shots. physical demonstrations. So I don't know how much time we have left to make this under time, but I have a few of these physical demonstrations I can share with people. Okay, let's go for it. So one of my favorite, I'll just give you you guys an easy one. Some people think Bill Gates is the devil in person. Some people think he's the savior. I don't know. One Mm -hmm. thing I know for sure, this guy knows how to sell vaccines, okay? So I seen him on stage selling vaccines. Now, Bill Gates, at the time I saw this video, was a net worth around like 100 to $200 billion. Okay. So he could afford to pay someone to have, you know, nice slides that match his shirt. He could have any prop on stage. He could have a hydraulic rig that comes with the yellow. He could ha- afford any rig. Mm-hmm. He showed up on stage. Let me get this for you. He showed up on stage with this, Jay, a mason jar. So, so there's the jar on the table, and he's speaking, blah, blah, blah. And they said, we went to uh, such and such country in Africa, and there was a, you know, a big problem with uh, malaria over there because mosquitoes were biting people and spreading malaria. So we came up with a vaccine and vaccinated the whole population. And then we did, didn't have any problem with malaria. Now, in the spirit of cooperation, I believe it's there's no use. Only they would get to experience that. So I brought some here. And then he opens the mason jar, and mosquitoes fly out in the room. <sighs> no. <laughs> and then people make the face you just made. 
See that? No. That's a, that's a money shot. Yeah. So you think about, you, you're listening to this now. You're working out, you're driving. Think about your business. I just made some, I was teaching a guy, I was, I was putting together a presentation for someone today in the fitness uh, market. And I told them I usually teach confidence with a coffee cup. Okay. So, and he used my confidence coffee cup example, my money shot, for his fitness thing. Mm. You see? The naturalness, no one is afraid of public speaking when they are born. Two-year-olds right. with their junk sticking out, naked, screaming, yeah, yeah, in front of cameras. They don't care. It gets beaten out of you at one point. It, a lot of it has to do with the sense of identity and sense of self. So if when I was speaking about pool noodles a little bit earlier, if you're struggling with this, really, you need help. Like, you know you got something good to say. You're intelligent, like you don't have to be like a Nobel scientist, but you're okay, intelligent, but somehow you just can't speak up to more than three people at a, at a time. Know that they are tricks. I forgot something important. When I went, you have to be open-minded. When I went to the Stutterers Association, I went there because I wanted to help them. I didn't tell you that. I wanted to help them because I use tricks that are non-conventional to get that. Okay. okay. To help an 81-year-old guy who's been shy his whole life get over stage, stage fright in 15 minutes, you, you don't use traditional ways of doing things, okay? Right. So I go there. Then I tell the guy with the conference that his stuff might be a little bit out of whack. In my experience, okay? In my mm -hmm. experience. Then we're done. I don't, I'm thinking to myself, I'm just going to leave now. I don't want to bother anyone. And I even tell people, so they ask people, so now everybody's going around the table, everybody's serving. They say, I raise my hand. I say, hi, my name is Sylvain. I have unconventional tricks. I'm here to help if anyone would like to have some questions. Now, the thing is, stutterers secretly hate people who used to stutter but don't anymore because they think, well, easy for you to say mine is different. Same mm -hmm. thing as some people get jealous when some people make more money than others, blah, blah, blah. So there's a bit of that going on in the room. I feel it. I hear it. Sure. So I just leave. But I go speak to the orthoringolaryngologist, the ORL doctor. Yeah. Who is in charge of the room. And I tell her, hey, thank you so much for what you're doing. When I was a kid, you guys helped me. And I got to tell you, every 10% better you get at communicating can double the quality of your life. What? I just said it here. Ooh. Every 10% better you get at communicating can double the quality of your life. If you... Double your conversion rates on a pitch. If you double your, your retention rate, right? Customer service, every 10% better. So I just tell her, merci tellement. Thank you so much for changing my life because the tricks you gave me at the time, your profession, helped me get over this. And now I can help people. And she said, almost like when someone like puts like, puts like a cross of Jesus, no, don't talk to me. She did not want to hear what I had to say. And she, I said, why? The same phrase Jenny has, like, right. what? She told me they are so heavily regulated that if it's not government approved, they can't touch it. They can't think about it. They can't mm -hmm. teach it. They can't use it. They can't look at it. Right. Go away from me with your tricks. That... And then she told me the thing that breaks my heart. She said, okay. that means we're not there to help people get better. We're there to make people at peace with the way they are. Oh, yeah. Ouch. 
See, that's true and great. You got to love yourself the way you are. But that presupposes that there's no way out. Mm-hmm. But what are you doing? There's a way out and there's someone standing in front of you like, yeah, that's offensive. Yeah. So I decided to not pursue that. I just left an open door. If you'd like some help, I got some tricks and I just left. And I'm thinking to myself, good Lord, the number of people they could be helping that they're not. Because maybe they fail sometimes because there's no 100% success rate. So maybe, so at what point do you avoid disappointment to not get any improvement? One point is kind of, yeah. No. So. Oh my gosh. Absolutely. So now you have come into and are helping people with public speaking. And I know, and it's something you've been doing for a while. And I got to watch this really cool demonstration, which Okay, badass crew, I'm going to have him back to do this demonstration separately because I wanted you guys to get to know Sylvain first. And then that way, when he comes back and does the demonstration of 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 this cool public speaking technique that he does, it's going to blow your mind. You're going to love it. And it's like amazing because I love public speaking. I'm one of the weirdos because I started in high school because I saw my dad up doing public speaking. My mom was doing public speaking, even though she was a stay-at-home mom. But she was, she ended up being president of the officer's wife club on base, which means she had to get up and talk in front of people. So I just thought, well, mom and dad are doing it, so I better get good at it because if they're doing it, I'm going to have to do it. So I did public speaking stuff in high school and college. And so I don't have a problem with it. Do I still get nervous? Yes, but I don't freak out about it. But when I saw what Sylvain is doing, I was like, I got to bring Sly on. Got to share him with the audience because I know I'm the weirdo. I'm the one who actually loves getting on stage and sharing my message. Not everybody else is there yet. So if I can help one person from my audience, and maybe it's you who's listening right now, get better at sharing your message, get more comfortable, confident sharing your message, and save face and feel comfortable presenting your message, your product, your opportunity in front of people, then everything I've done in this podcast, worth it. Worth it, worth it, worth it, worth it. So Sly has kindly and generously offered to share with us his Save Face Insurance Checklist. So (laughs) tell us about your amazing save face insurance checklist that they are going to be able to grab from the show notes. Jenny, life is hard enough without public humiliation. Yeah. I mean, okay, Nobody wants when, I was a, when I was a kid, uh, my friend Giscard, he had a motto. He says, guys, when we go somewhere, we don't go there to get laughed at. So that's sticked. <laughs> okay. You don't go there to get laughed at. So he's okay. not a comedian then, huh? Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. So I was speaking with a a guy who works as a mindset coach with the University of, I believe it was Texas, in the neuroscience department. Mm. And I told him I just came up with a 17-step checklist for rock star levels of confidence. And he told me, well, 17, that's a bit much. There has to be some sort of an 80-20 in there. And then I looked and I said, If you can click the first one on that list, you're 80% of the way there in one second. Then I said, think of the other 16 as your personal safe face insurance. Then he had the face you had when you heard it. 
was like, yes, that's amazing. It's basically 17 steps. But the thing, the truth is, if you can't check the first one on the list, nothing will save you. No power posing trick will save you. No affirmation will save you. No faking until you make it would save you. No imagining people naked will save you. If you cannot check the first one on that list, stop what you're doing and work on that. Mm. this is your confidence. So just click the link in the show notes. Jenny will guide you there with a, a nice voice and you can get it for free. <laughs> and you can download it. Okay? Yes. And then by email, I have an automated robot that sends nine emails. There are no sales pitch. You can just look at through them and it gives you the nine most expensive speaking mistakes to avoid, Ooh. including the dangers of false confidence. All that for free. You are so generous, Sly. That's amazing. Now, Badass Crew, if this is your first time ever listening to the show, what I want you to do is grab your phone as long as you're not driving. <laughs> Click on today's episode. And if you scroll up just a little bit, you will see the, the bio, the information about uh, Sly, Sylvain. And you'll be able to click through and see. And, and I trust me, my team is going to make it nice and big and bold. It's going to say save face insurance checklist. OK, there's going to be a big, big, bold. You can't miss it. Click on that link. OK, I'm not going to tell you how to spell it, how to get to it, because you know how websites are. Just go click on the link. It's so much easier for you guys to do that. Um, and of course, my seasoned people, they've already clicked on it by now. They know how this goes. They're going to go click on it. They're going to grab that checklist and they're going to read those nine emails about what mistakes not to make because they don't want to make mistakes. I know the badass crew, badasses make mistakes, but if they can avoid them from the, from the get-go, they're going to do that. So they're going to read the email so they don't make those nine mistakes. That would be awful to do that. So Sly, thank you so much for your expertise and sharing your stories. This has been so much fun. Same here. It's glorious. I oh. love it. I love this. And, you know, Badass Crew, I just want to say, never assume who you're going to meet, who you're going to do when you are lucky enough to get to go to some cool networking events. So I met Sylvan at the Entrepreneur Summit. Yes, I said Entrepreneur Nerd. Yeah. We are both nerds. He talked about the Jedi mind trick and all of that fun stuff. And I talked about getting through the labyrinth of sales because my nerddom falls with the movie Labyrinth and many other nerddoms that you guys have heard references to. But keep your eyes and ears open for future entrepreneur summits because I will be speaking on them. And I, I have already planned out, literally, I'm not kidding you, Sly. I've already planned out a variety of topics with nerdy <laughs> titles so that, so that Michael Ready. will never, he will never turn me down. <laughs> bring it, bring it, yeah. <laughs> Nice. So, all right, badass crew, you guys know how this goes. Stay tuned because there is another badass episode on its way. Thanks for listening to the Badass Direct Sales Mastery Podcast with your direct sales dom, Jenny Bellinger. Why are you waiting to go to badassdirectsalesmastery.com? Don't make the dom get her whip. If you enjoyed this episode, make sure to share it with another rock star that you know in direct sales after you subscribe to the podcast so you won't miss any future episodes. You can also check out the show notes for links and any contact information mentioned in today's episode. We'll see you next time.